Good morning from Sugar City Studios in beautiful historic Savannah, Georgia, Johnson Square, downtown. It's the uh, North Point of View podcast with Dr. Walter Kimsey's. Walter, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How you doing, man? Excellent. You? Great. Great. Hey, this one sort of caught me this week. Journal article on commercial quantum computer development, right? I think, I can't remember, it was Microsoft maybe, that's developing a commercial computer that's 10,000 times faster than the fastest commercial computer right now. I mean, that's, I can't get my head around it. What's up with that? What's going on? Well, you know, we understand physics a lot better these days, and basically it's, it's about quantum mechanics. So we're doing a more and more and more processing in, in, in a smaller and smaller and smaller space. Right. This allows us to have a, it's, it's kind of like uh, looking at your cell phone today, being far more powerful than any commercially available computer, personal computer, back, say, in 1995. Right. And so I, I think the old quote was, or one of those stats that I thought was just crazy, like when the Apollo mission went to the moon, like they had less technology on board than we have in a handheld phone at this point. That's correct. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I still remember, you know, I'm so old that back in the late 70s when I used to Hey, hey, easy. I remember the late 70s. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun then. <laughs> yeah, true. But we had cards, and you know, everybody's heard you had these computer cards, and you had to be careful not to drop your box of cards because putting them back in order were difficult. The cards were punched with code. I had a college class in punch cards. That makes me uh, okay. I'm, I'm older than you. I must be like 20 years older. <laughs> no, 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 we're in the same class then, that's for sure. But, anyways, I, I you know, I, I did a lot of stuff back then, but you really did not have a lot of time on the computer. It was a mainframe. You were given $100 a semester. Right. And you were careful to learn how to look at the data and plot it in your head because if you plotted it on the computer, it probably cost you a dollar. And you got $100 a semester, and it was hard to get more dollars of computer time. I remember that's bringing back a lot of memories, but yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, you think about it, you know, you couldn't even store data in those computers. We, you know, you'd store it on a magnetic tape, and then you had to go pull the magnetic tape and feed it into the machine. So this is truly a different world. But let's look at what's changing technologically. We've got 5G. Right. That's the software is installed, but not the equipment because we don't we have a chip shortage currently because we don't import chips from China. We also have a satellite system that's being built up that could be even more powerful than 5G. We have quantum computing, like, like you just mentioned, and uh, we have big developments in artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah. And these things are combining in, in, in ways that you know, make me worry a little bit about my, my, my son's and his family's future. Ray Kurzweil, uh, that's K-U-R-Z-W-E-I-L. I got to meet him a few times when I was at UBS. He wrote this book called The Singularity. And what he's saying basically is that by 2040, machines will not only repair themselves, they will invent themselves. You have something that needs to get done, they'll build a machine. The machines will figure out what machine you need, and they will build a machine in order to do it. So the sci-fi stuff that we've been watching for 20 years is becoming a reality. Exactly. And Ray Kurzweil has a hell of a track record on this stuff. He invented a the first text reading 
machine for the blind. That was back in the 60s, I believe. Wow. So this guy has made a number of predictions and he's gotten it very, very right. He has a great website. I love reading about it. He already, you know, he has examples of people having artificial limbs implanted to them that are connected to the brain and you can, and, and they work. He talks about exoskeletons that are connected to your mind. It's just an amazing, uh, and these things exist. I mean, this isn't the future, it's happening today. Right. So Kurzweil says that 2040, we're going to get there. And with all of these things that we're seeing, incredible data transmission speeds, data analysis speeds, data storage capacity, I think uh, the singularity is probably spot on. And it's, it's a book I highly recommend people to read. And it wasn't written now. It was written, I think, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And now I know we've talked about in an earlier podcast sort of the upside of, you know, the 5G development. I think you and I had maybe it was the Roaring Twenties conversation that we mm-hmm. had a couple yes. months ago. And the you had a really cool graph that showed sort of the adoption of, you know, sort of different technologies. So in the, I think it was maybe the 20s or 30s when so many homes became fully electric. Right. Like we went 20s, from, yeah, yeah like. 10% to like 80% in 10 years, what that did for manufacturing, appliances, et cetera. And you went through a series of those. And now 5G, you know, satellites, AI, quantum computers, sort of a big bundle. I guess I'm sort of listening to you that there's huge opportunity for growth in the economy. There's like this surge where you've got all these things coming together. But we have to be careful to manage the downside of that, right? Exactly. Because, you know, what, what, when you think about these things, you, you look into the future a little bit and you realize that most people identify themselves by what they do. So if right. you come up to me and you say, what are you? I go, oh, I'm an economist. I do economics, right? If I ask you, you know, who are you? You will say you're a developer. And if you stop doing something for a living, then you're either, you're a retiree, right? But you have to, that's how people identify themselves. So how many people are we going to need to really work once you hit that singularity point? I think there's only going to be two jobs left. One of them would be uh, a content creator, you know, inventing new, new stories and books and music. And the other would be a manager of the machines. That's what I wonder about. Like, where does this end? I don't know. I just think it's a, it's, it's a little, it could be pretty bleak, actually. So, as usual, I think I'm going to take a right turn. I get to the stoplight, and you're saying, no, let's turn left. <laughs> I want to explore something on, on this side road over here. So, great sort of like sobering perspective, though, on the advent of technology for us to always be sort of in tune to parameters right. of of the machinery and the technology that we're developing. So let me take you to yet another direction. What's happening is in some places like Sweden, as workers get displaced because of automation, there is a tax on the profits generated from the automation, and that is used to supplement the income of the displaced workers. So, you know, we are we are globally, there's a lot of talk about getting to a minimum income for any citizen of the country. So when I started with that question, I thought we were going to be on the polar opposite end of the spectrum than where we ended up. Well, yeah, but let's add one more thing to it. All right. The really weird thing is right now we have a labor shortage. 
we had it before the pandemic hit. And now during the pandemic, it's a little hard to hire people. But if you look at the working age population growth forecast from the, from the Census Bureau, from the Congressional Budget Office, it's down to like 0.2% a year by the end of this decade. So it's been falling and falling. It used to be 1.5% a year. And now it's down to less than half a percent and continues to drop. Now, it might pick up in the 2030s, but right now, we've got a terrible labor shortage. So some of that is really ushering in all of this push towards automation and, and, and better technology. Interesting perspective. So what's there's there's impetus to this. Yes, there yeah. is. There, yeah. are, there are natural economic forces right now pushing it. Gotcha. Walter, as always, thanks. That was great to listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in to the North Point of View. We'll talk to you soon. Walter, thanks. All right. Thanks, Mark. All right. See Take you. care.